again, everybody. Thanks for joining us. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester Inspires the Weekends. I want to thank all of you for, again, all your support and, and joining in on these uh, amazing belief casts that we've had. And thankfully, it's not because of me. <laughs> it's because of the amazing people that we have on. And today's no different. I have a really good friend and a co-worker with me today, Corey Markasic. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. I'm yeah, happy to be here. So good to have you. Uh, Corey is the uh, executive director at Wasatch Recovery. And uh, not only does he do a phenomenal job there in that position, but he's got an incredible story. He lives a great life, and I've always looked up to you, Corey. Thanks. And uh, so thanks for joining us and being willing to come share your story with us. Excited to. Yeah. Um, I want to give a little shout-out, though, to our sponsor, Veracity Networks. Thank you for believing in me as well. Uh, Because of this sponsorship, it allows – it's opened up a lot of avenues to get this – uh, belief cast into many more uh, downloads out there and many more avenues. So thank you for, for all of that. And, and then f- again, for you listeners, for being willing to listen to me and to these amazing guests and sharing that it's been, it's been fantastic. And today's going to be no different. So anyway, Corey, thanks for being here. <laughs> yeah. Happy to be here. Yeah. Be so um, obviously you you know, you're our executive director here at Wasatch recovery. That's we're live here right now. Um, how long have you been in that position? So I've been here, gosh, I got to count now. I've so, been here about five years, five or six years now. Yeah. Let's go back and count. Yeah, because right. I think I've been here seven. I, I mean, I took a little sabbatical, but about seven years. Mm-hmm. And I was here just right before you got here. So, yeah, it's probably about right. Yeah, because I had come back. I, I met Mark and Jeff years ago, actually right, right when they started this project. and But I was in I was in. Florida before I came here. And so I was actually just looking at pictures of Florida. So I think it was about six, six and a half years or so ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it doesn't seem like that. It doesn't. This, this office actually was when I first came here. This was my office. That's right. So yeah. You know, it's funny because I had a a bigger office when I was first here and I remember they were saying, Hey, we got this new guy coming in. His name's Corey. And, um, can we move you? I'm like, I don't want to (laughs) move. Well, and you didn't know me at the time, but I'm the last person that wants like a right. big office and everything. Yeah. That's just not me. No, but, yeah. I know. Well, um, I'm I'm excited for people to hear your story because you know you're you're in recovery. Um, you've been doing really well there. You've, you're a great example to many many people, and um, but I want people to get to know you a little bit more about you know what it was like for you growing up. And yeah. so tell us a little bit about that. So I'm from from Utah. I'm from Davis County, Utah, which Davis is County, yeah. about 15 minutes or so north of Salt Lake. I grew up in a very, very good neighborhood. I mean, everything was pretty good. Yeah. At the time, it was where we lived when I was, well, we moved there when I was about eight or so. Uh-huh. And my parents built a new home, and it was kind of this up-and-coming place in, in Davis County. And it it was awesome. I mean, it was just like what you see on TV, like leave it to beaver neighborhood. You know, <laughs> everyone knows each other. Yeah. There's actually just a couple of weeks ago, my daughter said, where did, where did you grow up dad? And so we, I drove down there and showed her the neighborhood. And it was funny cause I've been there in years. I'm like, this is where so-and-so lived. And this is where so-and-so lived. You just knew everybody. Right. We knew everybody. And it was, it was a perfect kind of big square. And so we kind of just ran loose there, you know? I mean, yeah. 
the summers never had parents around, you know, I mean, sleeping on everyone's trampolines, just, it was good. You yeah. Know, it was, it was a good, yeah. good, good place to grow up. I played, um, like little league baseball, played football. I had a pretty good, pretty good childhood. Yeah. When I was, so I'm the oldest of four kids in my family. I have, um, a younger brother and a younger sister and then my youngest brother. And, when I was about, I was about 12, 13 years old, seventh, seventh grade. Yeah. My parents came to us and said, Hey, we're going to move. And it kind of, kind of rattled me. Yeah, sure. Cause I was, you're comfortable where you're at. Yeah. And, and it was like my and, kingdom. I mean, yeah. <laughs> just ride bikes, you know, it's just how it was. And, and also once they said where we're moving, they said, we're going to move up over here, which was on the hill, you know, yeah. and to me at the time, <laughs> that was like the enemy, you right? Know, because <laughs> we were down here and they were up there. It was this stupid thing that we made up in our minds, right? You know? Sure, yeah. <laughs> but I did not want to do it. I was, you know, and it, it honestly, it wasn't far. I mean, it's probably five, six miles <laughs> in reality, but it was, it was different, you know, right? And also, I was thirteen. You know, I was kind of at that age where all your friends and everything, you're kind of learning who you want to be. Yeah. And so I, we moved and it was okay. We had, you know, it was a great home. My parents built this great house and, yeah, sure. but I had started seventh grade. And, and the funny thing is, is I went to the same school I was going to go to anyway. So it wasn't right. like, it wasn't like, yeah, <laughs> you know, well, like you my, said, is you made it up in your head, like oh, they're yeah. the enemy. Yeah. yeah. And I, 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 <laughs> just didn't want to do it. And I kind of dug my heels in, but of course you got to do what you got to do. Right. right. So I did it and, and we moved and it was good. You know, it was fine. And, but I started seventh grade and had a whole new group of friends that I met and, and it was, it was good. You know, yeah. I, again, was playing baseball. I was always fairly decent at sports, never the best, but right. you know, I was always could excel in, in certain things and, and it was, it was, it was fun, you know, but, Seventh grade is kind of when I started kind of finding who I wanted to be. And I yeah. started kind of being a little little brat, you know, sure. just talking back. Never getting in, like, crazy trouble. But looking back, yeah, that's kind of where I could tell. Kind yeah. a little bit, yeah. You know, and, and it was cool because I was in seventh grade. And at, at, at my school at the time, it was, like, seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. Oh, so yeah. it was just, you know, three grades. Coming in as a seventh grader, you're brand new, you know, you're right. this little kid and <laughs> going through puberty and all these weird time of life. Well, I had some people in my neighborhood that were in ninth grade that kind of took me under their, under their wing and became pretty good friends. And it was cool because I got to yeah. hang out with the cool kids at the school and, and, and it was, it was just a good time, you know? Yeah. And, and it was, it was fun, you know, and I, I always did okay in school. In, in, in elementary school, I never really remember struggling with right. grades and things. Seventh grade, same thing. But about eighth and ninth grade, I I didn't do bad. I just got lazy. Right. Like, it became too easy for me. Like, I figured out, I need to study. <laughs> I can just right. do this I'll just or wing do that. It. Yeah. And I, I got fine grades, but I didn't try hard. Yeah. I, I was always kind of cutting corners and... Yeah. It was always just, how can I have more fun, you know, <laughs> right. skateboarding and snowboarding. Yeah. And it was, 
everything was just fun. You yeah. Know? My whole yeah. life was really fun. Sure. Yeah. And, and again, even in my home life, my parents, I mean, they made it fun. We were going on vacations. Well, it's fun. It's, and... it's interesting you say that. Cause I, knowing you now, I mean, you do some really fun things. Like, I mean, just the other day you rented all this, you know, <laughs> you know, blow up stuff for your kids and yeah. you surprised them. I mean, you do a parade in your neighborhood. Yeah, I, I mean, like stuff. a serious parade. And, and, and I just point that out, uh, that I mean, that's kind of how I see you. Is you just love having fun. Yeah, no, it's fun, yeah. and I I believe, and it's part of kind of who I've become too. Is yeah. I I need to have fun things like you know, and it's especially we get kind of drawn down in all these things in our life. Yeah, and it's fun, you know, like doing yeah. like so. My kids, you know, they they kind of got you know kind of screwed out of their last day of <laughs> of school yeah. because of everything that's going on, and yeah, and so. Yeah, we threw them. I did their own field day, rented some blow up things, and did That's a so dunk cool. tank. And it's fun, yeah. but That's yeah, awesome. we're always kind of doing doing wild things. And <laughs> and some of that I will say comes from my upbringing. You know, my right. parents were always doing pretty fun, just stuff doing fun us. stuff. And yeah, my dad would always, hey, let's go do this or let's do that, and I've always thought that's cool. You know, I yeah. mean, how cool is it to have a bounce house in your front yard? Dude, totally. Dude? <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I I you know same thing i mean went through eighth and ninth grade things were good got good grades mm-hmm. you know things just and that was kind of like right when skateboarding and snowboarding you know was kind of yeah, like a cool thing out, yeah and i started kind of forming that that was my identity i loved it you know yeah. i i absolutely loved snowboarding and i wanted to be a professional snowboarder really like that yeah. was gonna be my yeah. thing you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> and at the time no one knew what that meant. Right. It was just like, I just, that'd be a cool job, you know, to For snowboard. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so high school came and, and same thing, you know, things were, were pretty good. A whole new slew of new friends now. Yeah. And, and you know, I just kind of did my thing and, and that's when, you know, in ninth grade when, well, in seventh grade, when I started hanging out with some of the ninth graders, right. I was starting to get exposed to, you know, different things. Like, I mean, people had, tried marijuana and people had drank and smoked cigarettes and, but it never was in junior high. It never was like a thing. Like it was yeah. just like, you knew of, some you heard about it. Tried it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And really where I lived, it just wasn't, wasn't that big of a deal, at least in my, my circles. Yeah. High school changed a little bit. You know, it was, you know, there was, there was parties and it seems to be as, as high school kind of progressed, there was more parties and, you know, we, would end up hanging out with more people and 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 definitely tried you know i mean tried smoking pot and drinking and but it never for me was never something that i just absolutely loved it was fun right i mean honestly i mean i'll admit at the time it was something that felt fun to me it was i always loved adventures <laughs> right <laughs> and yeah. so it seemed like <laughs> doing something wrong but yeah. you know and we seemed you know we all thought we were good kids so nothing's gonna happen yeah and, and we lived, we did, you know, where I lived, we kind of lived in a bubble. Sure. And it was, we were pretty protected right. from what we thought. Yeah, right. You know? And and when I was, I always forget, it's like junior, I think it was my junior year, I I tried a, a painkiller. And and I actually didn't need it at the time. It wasn't like right. I got hurt or anything, but yeah. someone had got hurt and it was, I still remember it was like, Hey, my brother said that these are cool. We should try these, you know, but, yeah. and he had got it for an injury. He actually had, Oh, okay. but he was like, Hey, let's, let's give this a shot. 
did it and nothing really happened. Like it yeah. was like, oh, that was stupid. You're like you know? whoop de doo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was cool. But of course, <laughs> at the time, you pretend it's really cool. You yeah, know? like that was. Yeah, but yeah, it's those, yeah I took a painkiller. Yeah, like yeah. that made me cool. Yeah, and but the weird thing is, is that it kind of kept finding me. Like mm-hmm. other people would have it, and and then I got my wisdom teeth out, and, and and I was getting exposed to that. Yeah, and again, I never fell in love with smoking pot or anything else but there was something about kind of that piece that yeah. i was like i mean it just felt different yeah and it wasn't like i was you know we hear stories all the time at work where it's changed my life and this and that yeah i just felt a little bit different and yeah. i, I kind of liked what it felt like yeah but at the time it wasn't like you just you know go to some guy in an apartment and buy a painkiller right like to me i just thought it was something you got when you go to the hospital yeah and I grew up in a family that didn't go to the doctor much unless you, like, broke your arm, you know? Yeah, unless something was broken, you're going. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, you're not. Yeah, yeah. and so it wasn't <laughs> – I, I wasn't exposed to, to a lot of meds, you know? It just wasn't really yeah. in my circles. But my senior year, they seemed to be coming out more. Mm-hmm. And this – so that was, um, like, 90, 96, 97. Yeah. Right when – you know, now that we know one opiate, the whole opiate thing kind of blew right. up and started, started to blow up. Out. Yeah. But again, no one was buying them, you know, and I had friends at my senior year, we started kind of just like you do. I mean, some people kind of migrate one way and we were all a big group of friends and we all had fun, but we all started kind of fracturing yeah. doing our own thing. And, and I was kind of like, you know, never even thought past high school. Right. You know, like, yeah, you, it was the funnest time of my life living every day absolutely snowboarding just doing your thing but i never thought i mean obviously you think past but i wasn't like i didn't have plans like maybe i'll go to college or maybe i'll do this or i remember one time i walked in on my parents talking about what i was going to do this is my senior year and and i heard them and they're like gosh i wish he would you know go to school i wish he would think of doing something and i remember thinking why who cares i'll figure it out <laughs> yeah you know? i don't need to worry about that now <laughs> yeah that's later yeah well and now i mean i think back and they were probably freaking out yeah because i had no plans i was just like <laughs> living it up you know yeah. it was, and it was yeah. awesome and it was it was a it was a very fun time you know i had good friends and life was good yeah so everything was cool i, I still was experimenting here and there yeah. you know things I never really got. Was this on your own, or were you doing it with a group of friends? With friends, friends. with the friends. Yeah, yeah, with friends. I mean, again, I'd go to parties, and you know, there was always the people smoking pot or the people that would drink. Right. And, and that's really where it ended with sure. us. There wasn't. I mean, now it's crazy how we hear people that junior high they exposed to heroin and different things like I that. Know. Just wasn't yeah. around right. when I was a kid. And I mean, the worst we'd know is someone that would get really drunk and pass out. You know. Yeah. I mean, that was. And we always heard of someone that did harder things, but it was like yeah. a myth. Like, oh my gosh, did you hear about that one guy? Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so after that happened, you know, I I got to my senior year, and this time of the year, this this is kind of when everything kind of changed. It was the last week of high school, and again, you know, living life, things are awesome, and we had this big, huge kind of celebration party that was planned for the end of the year, and. And my friends that were in ninth grade that I was telling you about when I was in seventh, they had all graduated high school. 
and they were up in college in different places, you know, and so we thought we were really cool. We hung out with older people and we had it all made, right? Right. Well, on Memorial Day, my family always goes out and sees graves and does all the thing. And then we usually go to a movie. Yeah. We're backing out of my driveway to go to a movie and this ambulance just goes ripping up the street. And of course, it's like, cool, let's go. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah. yeah, that's cool. So we back out and we're like going to, I still remember we were going to the Star Wars movie. The, the <laughs> new one that the had new, just come out right? yeah. since all the ones in the 80s. They had mm-hmm. just made episode one or whatever it was called. And I remember we were going to be late. And we're like, no, let's go chase this. It's going to be cool. you know. <laughs> so we go up there and it doesn't even get past a quarter mile past my house and we're pulling out and we see yeah. it slow down. And I had a really good friend that lived there. He he was one of the older kids, but yeah. he'd been at college and everything. Yeah. And and but we still hung out and I knew he was home for the weekend. Yeah. And the weirdest thing happened that I thought, Oh no, something's happening, you know, like with yeah. him. Right. I had no reason to think what because I didn't know. You know, yeah. could have been anything. Could right? be anything, right. But I just had that weird feeling in my pit of my stomach, you know. And I remember my dad pulled over and then right then, I mean you know, the family was coming out and what had happened is, is he had, he had taken his life just then oh, he, had, wow. he had just done it. And instantly wow. I, I remember thinking like my dad just kind of let's go, you know, like he dropped the family off and we went for a drive. And I remember sitting there talking to my dad and I mean, looking back now I'm a dad and he was probably like, Oh my gosh. Freaking what out. I, yeah. <laughs> what am I telling my what kid? What do I say? Yeah. Cause we were just driving around. He was distracting me. Yeah. Eventually, we had to come back, right? Yeah. So we come back down the hill, and by then, everyone was there, friends and everybody. This yeah. is before cell phones. Right. You know, and so this traveled so quick. I mean, everyone's sitting on the the, the lawn, all yeah. our friends. I mean, it was. Wow. I still don't know how everyone found out so fast. But it was a rough time, you know? I mean, it was, it was one of those. I had never had anyone pass away yet in my family. Yeah. So this was my first experience with someone dying someone dying you know? yeah. and it was pretty pretty tragic and again it was kind of the, the same story the funny guy the you know no one knew anything he was struggling with and right but it, he was he was struggling with some things and we didn't know until until it was too late you know so i went to a a, a a funeral in the morning and a high school graduation in the afternoon all in the same day that was that was kind of the end of the school year and right. of course that puts a damper on life you know like what are we gonna do now we can't go to this party and it's not gonna be fun and so it it threw me for a loop i mean i'd look kind of think back was it really as bad as it was but it was it was to me yeah sure and we i handled it fairly well you know i mean it was okay and we got through it some of our other friends didn't but it it was that kind of moment of now what yeah and it, right. it was, it was, it was a little rough, but, but, you know, I mean, I had the summer and I was working and again, I was trying to figure out what are you going to do with your life, you know? And, and I kind of just straightened everything up, you know, just kind of focused and, yeah. and, and again, it, I look, you know, think, was it, should I have done this or should I have done that? What worked out, worked out, Yeah. you know, and it was a sad situation and, but it was my kind of first experience with, with 
you know, this is life, you know, I don't live in a bubble. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's one of those shocking moments. I remember, you know, when I was in high school hearing of a, a wasn't really friends with them, but hearing someone in your grade who had committed suicide yeah. and it was just that feeling of, whoa, I mean, just, you don't even know how to explain it Yeah, because you didn't, you, you've heard about those, you know, maybe right. in the past or something like that. But when, when you actually know someone close to you doing that, it, it's a whole new feeling well, and it, about it. It was at a time, you know, now it, it, we're at a different time where yeah. we talk about it and it's, it's something that, you know, it, it, it's, it's, I'm not saying that it's like easier because it's never an easy situation. Right. But at that time it was still kind of behind closed doors, you know? Yeah. And now people didn't talk about it. Yeah. And now, you know, thankfully we're able to talk about things and mm -hmm. get things out there and do, do some good stuff with it. But then it wasn't, right. you know, there was at, and what's really weird at the time there was, I think two or three other people, I didn't know them, but in that area that had, right. had also taken their lives in oh, that man. year. And yeah, so it was, it was weird. It was just a weird, weird time, you know? But what happened is I, um, at, at right before school ended, I was seeming to find a lot of pills, you know? I mean, yeah. they just kind of were there. But when this happened, I just thought everything was just, psh, I'm done, you know? And it wasn't like it was a conscious decision of I'm quitting. It just, it just kind of grew out of it. You, you just know? like, yeah. Yeah. Started, you know, I got into school, I got working and it just wasn't, just wasn't my thing, you know, yeah. it wasn't at the time now knowing how addiction and things work. I just wasn't, it was more of a, an opportunity type thing what right. I was doing. Yeah. Obviously I was wiring my brain for future stuff, but mm -hmm. at the time it wasn't like, like yeah. a huge dish, a huge issue. So I went to school, you know, just kind of working, you know, I kind of just started kind of living a different life. I, you know, I'd met. Um, my wife actually that I'm married to now and we started dating and yeah and shout out to Brie yeah Thanks. she's she's, she's awesome. awesome yeah she's, she really is she she's more than awesome I mean she's if she wasn't here I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you <laughs> and I believe that <laughs> <laughs> she she is yeah she's the one that that keeps me straight and kind yeah. of bumps me back into line every once in a while and yeah. and actually even the story same thing I mean if, if it wasn't for her at the time, I mean, I don't know what I would have done. She kind of became my, my focus and my rock, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was like, I've got this pretty cool girl and yeah, she was working and she was super smart. And I saw how other, my friends were kind of going a different way and yeah. I didn't want that. You know, I, sure. I, I knew that I didn't have plans in my life, but I also knew that I wanted to do something with my life, Yeah, you know, yeah. and I helped focus it. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I actually remember before her, it was just, you know, party, party, party. <laughs> and I remember she was working and I brought her a drink and I sat out in the parking lot and I remember thinking, do you want to do this? Like, <laughs> this is weird. You don't do this. Right, like you're yeah. bringing her a drink while she's at work. Like this isn't you. This could, this could really change who you are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it did. It was good, but it was good. Huh? Yeah. I don't regret any of it. That's yeah, good. good. Well, this could backfire, you know. You never yeah, know. Well, and I, I remember sitting there thinking, what the heck are you doing, weirdo? Like, <laughs> this isn't you. That's awesome. But I did it. Yeah. It, it worked out. So before you met her, though, were things starting now? Were you starting getting back into, you know, with the pills and things yeah, like that? And it was, it, was, it to be honest, it was, it was always there. Like, it, okay. I, it slowed down. 
slow down, but it was still there from time to yeah, time. Yeah, like okay. I'd find find it, or I'd you know be working with someone and they'd have shoulder surgery, and hey, can I have some of these? And yeah. So that's really how it was. It okay. Was, but I honestly never knew you could buy them. Like in my head, and it's because I was never exposed to it. Yeah. I didn't know that you could just call a guy up and be like, hey, get give some. me a couple pills. Yeah. I knew you could do that for pot. Right. But not, not pills. Yeah. You know? And it was. It was different times. It was You really could just find it in any medicine cabinet. And that's what happened. I started finding myself finding them more often. Yeah. And almost seeking them out. Yeah. You know? like sure. You would, you know, see, hey, you got your knee surgery? Let me. Well, do you have any, you have any of any these? Those extra? Do you yeah. like those? And. I, I justified in my head, I'm not smoking cigarettes. I'm not right. drinking alcohol. I'm just taking these, you know. Yeah. It was the dumbest thing ever, but I, I made it right. It. Yeah. Well, okay. I think a lot of people who get caught up in the opiates is because of that reason. Yeah. Is like, hey, you know, it's prescribed. It's, you know. Yeah. I, I, it's you a know, pill. It's clean. It's a pill. It's clean. No <laughs> one knows about it. I'm not, I don't smell. I don't. Yep. Yeah. I think that is one of the reasons why it's. At times, so bad for well, people. Well, it got to a point that I would even like give some of my friends hard times. Like, dude, you smoke pot? You're an idiot. Like, right. you're such an idiot. When I'm like taking pills, you know, yeah. like right before I told them that. Yeah. Which is the dumbest yeah. thing. The ever. hierarchy of drug <laughs> drug yeah. use, right? I, I was cooler. I'm cooler. I'm up here. I'm 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 a you know, I'm, so a, I'm a classy drug addict. So stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, it's funny how we do that. But yeah, so things things kind of just. I mean, and it progressed and, and then what happened, it was about a year, year, maybe two years after that, I was with a friend and he was like, Hey, you know, I know you like to take, take pain meds. You ever try this? And I'm like, what is it? And it was Oxycontin. Mm. And I'm like, no. And I had heard of Oxycontin, you know, right. we actually had a couple of the friends that went kind of haywire yeah. that went to rehab for Oxycontin, you know? Mm. And <laughs> so I was like, no way. Like that's, that's no good. Yeah. You know, like don't do that. I'm not going to do that. And I still don't know why, but for whatever reason, I just said, yeah, I'll, I'll try it. Let me try it. And it, I liked it. I mean, yeah. the, I liked that it, it wasn't a lot. Like I didn't have to take two or three of them. I only had to take yeah. a little bit. Yeah. It worked better. And it like, I honestly, at that time, that's the time where I knew, wow, I, I really like this. Mm. And I remember thinking, this is, this is good. I like this. I could do this forever. Yeah. And the next day I said, Hey, where'd you get that? And he said, Oh, this, you know, someone, someone gave it to me, whatever. But then I started the way I am. I wanted to be like, well, I, I don't want him to know. But I'm going to do this. Yeah. So I kind of went on my own search. Oh, okay. And that's when I got exposed to where you can buy it. Where you can get and it. And you can get it. And all of a sudden, wow. it was a whole new world of you can get it whenever you want. Wow. And at that time, it was wherever you want. Right. I mean, it was scarily just too available. Right. Which made it worse. And and it progressed fast. You know, I mean, I, I started taking them and. And then you'd find out so-and-so that could get them and this and that. I And I didn't want all these people to know that I was taking these pills. So I had like right. these three different little groups of people. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't yeah. want anyone to know. Yeah. The ironic thing is that I was in school and almost done with college at the time. Really? Okay. I was I was up at the U and I was studying finance. And Does anyone know you're doing this at this point? Do your parents know no. that you're struggling with this? or No. Okay. No. Well, 
they knew something was off because I was. But they didn't know what different. it was. Yeah, and then right. I had had obviously some of those groups of friends and some yeah. of my closest friends. We were doing it, but no one knew the extent because yeah. even the people I was with didn't know that I was doing it with these guys. Okay. So, I mean, I was doing it a lot more than everyone else knew. <laughs> right. And so no one really knew how bad it was. Okay. And I didn't either. Like I, I didn't either. And this went on, it went on for about a year until all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? This is weird. Like, what am I doing? You know, I'm, I had just got a, a job at, you know, a, a, a firm doing stocks and bonds. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, you have X amount of months where you need to be able to pass the series seven and the six and all these licensing. Yeah. To do right. This. Yeah. And, and I remember thinking, I'm doing these pills every day. Like what? I'm an idiot. Like I have an opportunity <laughs> right. to do something. So I stopped, just said, I'm done. And I buckled down. I finished. I studied every single day, you know, and I ended up passing those tests and I did it all summer. I passed the test, right. became a licensed broker. Everything was cool. <laughs> and right as it was done, I'm like, well, I did that. Let's go back to this now, you know, and that, so I started back up and it progressed pretty fast again. Yeah, and, sure. And again, I wasn't like, I wasn't drinking alcohol. I wasn't smoking and I wasn't hanging out at parties. I wasn't, yeah. I was just kind of doing this. Doing and I, thing, yeah. I justified it in my head. It was making me a better person. I was right. happier. Right. I was more outgoing. I was, it was any, all the crap you tell yourself. Sure. Yeah. BS, you know, <laughs> And, and so I ended up, you know, I was one of the people I was getting it from, well, not one, but a group of the people I was getting it from were getting it from all these different channels. And one of the channels was they were actually getting it from a physician that was part of, part of it. I mean, he right. was, he was knowingly prescribing people medication because it was like a cash thing. And I mean, it was, it was just this big bull crap thing. And when it all came down. I mean, it, I mean, it was a lot of people I'm talking, yeah. you know, 200 plus people were involved with this thing. And when it all came down, of course I was involved. And so they came knocking at my door and, you know, took me away. And, yeah. and, and I was married at the time we had just got married and, and no one really knew, you know, and yeah. I'd always weaseled my way out of every problem <laughs> I could figure out Yeah, this one. I couldn't. And, right. and deep down inside, I didn't want to. I wanted it. To, I needed something to change. You know? needed something to kind of wake you up. I had yeah. at the time. I, I had told my parents. I had told my wife. People knew at the time that I was struggling with this because I recognized I had a problem. I right. didn't know what that meant at the time, but I had tried to go see a counselor. I had gone to a doctor. I had done all these things, you know. But at the time, treatment wasn't really out there like it is now. Yeah, it wasn't. Not on every street corner back yeah. then. Like yeah, it, it wasn't wasn't yeah. what it was. But but when I got in trouble, you know, all of a sudden it was like, okay, this is really serious, you know, and it shook my shook my world. Right. And and it just everything changed, you know. Yeah. I I never went back to where I was our apartment we were with. My wife was like, Nope. Like this is this isn't gonna work. Like you've had all these chances and you blew it. And, and, and she held a good boundary and again, it saved my life because yeah. otherwise I could have slipped back in and just revolved the door and you know, it was, 
it was it was a dark time you know I, I, life got pretty crappy and i didn't know what to do you know right and and it's this is kind of when everything kind of shifts is my mom comes to me this was about a three or four days after all this had happened i got told not to come home i had you know got arrested <laughs> i didn't know what arrested meant you know i'm right. like what do i do now and the cops are like well <laughs> you're gonna have to go and you're gonna make a phone call and they're like telling me all these things and they, like write a thing on my hand like they were pretty cool like right i think they, they recognized that they that, knew, yeah yeah and 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 i remember just thinking oh my gosh what am i this is madness you know yeah. so my I, I woke up my parents were out of town they had come back i woke up and my mom's like has this newspaper like back in the days of newspapers yeah i still tease my mom because she still gets the newspaper to this day <laughs> it's, just, it's like you have the internet like what are you doing i know <laughs> but she has the newspaper and she has this thing circled and it's a meeting you know like a oh, meeting yeah. time sure and i'm like the heck's this she's like you're going to this tonight and i'm like what is it she's like you're going to this so she leaves and i look at it and it says it says lds something meeting or something you know uh-huh. it was the last thing i needed at the time you know i did not need a, a religion telling me I, I already felt crappy about myself i'm yeah. so ashamed i was i mean i was i was this big you know super small i just felt like i was the worthless person on right that. yeah and i was like to me at the time i was man i had lied i had been arrested right i had you know i just felt pure crap the low of lows yeah the yeah. low of lows yeah and i thought to myself church really like you know and i grew up very religious and it yeah was an important thing to me but at the time it just was in a dark place that's not yeah. what i wanted yeah. you know so i go to this meeting and i walk in <laughs> it's at a church i walk in the door and i there's a sign and it says the meeting this way and i walk in and i just walk in the door there's one guy sitting there and no empty chairs, all empty chairs, but one guy like, which is like the instructor guy. And he's like in a suit and you and me. And I'm like, <laughs> I turn and just, I'm out. You're like, I am not staying. <laughs> no, wasn't a chance. I'm like, Nope. And he goes, Hey, and I said, sorry, I'm in the wrong spot. Wrong, wrong room. And he's like, no, you're not. <laughs> he knew. Yeah. And he grabs me, he drives me back in and he said, so what's up? Yeah. And, and I was actually thinking I'm going to bolt. I'll just be yeah. back there. My mom picks me up, you know, it, right. was, it was bad, but he proceeds to tell me his story and he had a pretty rough story. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was pretty bad. And he had told me, you know, he was actually in prison and while he was in prison, some people came to him and shared him. I mean, it was, it was missionaries for the LDS church is what it was. And, and how it changed his life and how he had been forgiven and all these different things. You know, he found religion, right? Yeah. And, and I remember sitting there thinking, you know, what a jerk am I? I judged this guy cause he was in a suit and this guy yeah. is way worse than I ever thought. That sure. I were, you know? Right. Yeah. And he's, he was a really cool guy, yeah. you know? And, and it was the first time I was exposed to kind of like a, a treatment type world. Yeah. Like right. Counseling type yeah. stuff. I'm like, Hey, this guy's all right. You know, like, it was cool. And I, I started going to that meeting on, it was on a Sunday night. Right. I went to that same meeting for almost like 
two years straight. Serious? Yeah. I didn't. I, I never knew that yep. part. Every Sunday night. Wow. Man, it was. That's cool. It was. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It became kind of like my, and it was no questions asked it's on Sunday night. That's what I'm doing. Well, it's almost like if this guy's story is worse than mine, and look what he's doing, I can. Yeah. I can do this too. Well, and then I also got exposed to other people in the group because yeah. that that was on a Saturday night. He actually did a Saturday and a Sunday. Okay. So I went back the Sunday, and that's when I met a bunch of people. Gotcha. And, and I was accepted, yeah. you know, and all of a sudden, you know, I hear all these stories and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's cool. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, we're all kind of doing, doing this and we this. all, yeah. there, there was a commonality yeah. that we were all struggling with our own self-esteem and our own self-worth. Right. And I quickly picked up on that. And again, I was nowhere near figuring out who I could be, For but sure. I was like, gosh, we all really don't like ourselves <laughs> this is rough stuff right you know? yeah and <laughs> and i never noticed that i struggled with that until i until i was exposed to that yeah meaning like when i grew up things were great you know yeah. but i was i was struggling with self-esteem i was struggling with kind of who i was and self-worth and yeah and that's why i found found drugs yeah. I mean, I, it's a way to feel good. Yeah. You know, even though it was obviously the wrong way to do it, but, but it, in it, the moment. Yeah. I always explain it to clients now that it's like a key and a keyhole, you know, I mean, it's not like we go out and we want to, you know, end up being homeless or something. Blow our lives up. Yeah. But at the right time it fits in the key and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, this is, this is good. Yeah. And that's what had happened for me. And now that it was stripped away, filling all that stuff and things yeah. were, things were crazy. So, so I did that meeting and then about a week later, I, um, my dad was like, Hey, let's, let's get you some help. You know, let's get you into treatment. Let's do something. So I flipped my insurance card over and they said, Hey, go up to this hospital and do this thing. And, and I did, you know, and they said, well, you can start today. It was like the middle of the day. You're like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> Heck yeah. Like I had nothing else going. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I didn't, I like quit my job. I was back at my mom's house, you know, and, and, and in my head I had thought if I can just fix this, right. Everything's going to be okay. I'll, you know, my, my family will love me again. Right. I'll get a yeah. job. I just had to fix this. That's how I operated. So I'm like, yeah, sign me up. So I went to, to, you know, started doing, it was, it was a day treatment is what it was. Oh, okay. And so you go from nine until five o'clock and then you go home. And I did that for about a week and a half and I was leaving and all these people were coming in and I'm like, what are they doing? And they're like, yeah. Oh, it's this night thing we do. It's called outpatient and they come three nights a week. And I'm like, well, can I do that? I'm like, well, yeah, but you do it when you're done with this piece. You right. Know? And I'm like, well, can I do it now? <laughs> Cause I was on fire, man. I was yeah. loving it. I mean, I was wow. building some, self-esteem and sure. I was loving my therapy and I felt for the first time that like I, I could do this yeah you know? I, I was opening That's up awesome yeah and they're like well, I don't know I guess you know sure <laughs> come so I'd go in the morning get dinner and then go to the, and night do the LP. Wow. and I did that for it was about six weeks and then it ended and you know I thought okay I'm done with treatment life's great right everyone loves me again I'm gonna get my job back yeah you know, I'm going to, my wife's going to be like, Hey, yeah, everything's great. It's not the way it worked. Like everyone's like, no, like just cause you did this, you know, right. yeah, you checked the boxes. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, again, so I kind of got, 
kind of knocked down a rung and humbled. And, mm-hmm. and my dad owned a heating and air conditioning business. And so what I would do is I'd go to work with him, you know, when I was not in the treatment. So right. I, I would, I never went back to the job I was at. It wasn't the best place. And it just, it just took a leave of absence and ended up quitting. Right. I just didn't want to do it anymore. Figured, Hey, I've got education. I can do that down the road mm-hmm. right now. I need to do something that I just go to work and I come home and, and he just put me to work and I was pulling wire and digging holes and putting in du- air ducts. Right. Crawling and through ceilings. Yeah. And, and it was, <laughs> it was hard work. Yeah. It was, it was hot or it was cold, whatever. Right. And, but I, I loved it. Like I felt like I needed to, kind of do that you know yeah like i needed to just work yeah it kept me busy yeah and i was in a really weird so spot like you're accomplishing something yeah. and yeah. i mean there was there was several days that i did not want to go and i would you know be laying on the floor or, i mean it, it was a, it was a hard time for me you know and yeah i felt like no matter what i did nothing was going right yeah. I, mean, I went rehab like love me you know <laughs> like you're yeah. supposed to let me like do everything i want love me. and <laughs> And, funny. and I remember, I mean, there was one time, man, I was laying on the floor at my parents and he's like, let's go. And I'm like, I'm not going. And I, I was just done. Like I didn't care anymore. It was one of those days, you know, like, yeah, I don't want to do it. He's like, get up. And, and I, both my mom and my dad always have taught us, like, you just do what you got to do. You know, you get yeah. up, you can do hard things. You know, it's not always easy, you know, always these great lessons. And I remember him basically just dragging me up and like mm-hmm. come on we're going to work like if you don't do the job who's, who's it's not gonna get done right and <laughs> for me it's so pissed like shut up like right someone will do it <laughs> you know do it, yeah and and i mean i just remember several days just thinking <laughs> really but <laughs> and it was so it was good it was humbling you know i mean it helped me and it helped me get to a point where yeah i felt one i was earning my my keep and i was working my butt off you know yeah and it it ended up that you know things kind of started getting a little bit better and then you know i still was going through some of the legal things and and if you know anything about the legal stuff it takes flipping ever nothing is like done right i mean it's the snail's pace of snails. exactly yeah so it was about nine months into this and finally it was getting wrapped up and they're like, okay, you've never been in trouble. You know, I mean, you're going to end up getting a fine and some probation and this, this, and that. Well, it came back and they're like, no, it, it, we're going to actually give you a sentence. Like, you're going to have to do some jail time. I'm like, what? Why? Excuse you know? Me? And again, I got yeah. right back into that point of no way. Like, I did all this for nothing. You know, like, yeah. I, I, I hadn't used. Yeah. I, I've never used since the day before it was. 15 years ago in February. Really? I never did it again. But there were plenty of times where I'm like, well, why am I doing this? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And so that happens. <laughs> Jeez. And again, I'm oh, knocked down a rung, you know? Yeah. And, it's tough. And, and I still was in that pity party. Yeah. Like, and, and this is, you know, I look on this whole story and this is when it was like, if, if any of these other things would have worked for me again, I don't think I'd be here. Right. Like I needed to be humbled so many flipping times. 
and it sounds like I'm just like, oh, you know, then this happens and this happens and I'm complaining. But I promise you every one of those things I'm so flipping grateful for. Yeah. Because when they told me, okay, you're going to go to jail, I'm like, really? You know? And I did. They took me away. They're like, here we go. And I'm like, well, okay, I guess this is my life. Yeah. And you almost kind of play into that. Well, I guess I'm not worth anything on this, on that. You go into that pity party again, yeah. you know? And I was there a couple of days and then they were like, they, I saw this sign and it said, you know, you apply for work release. And so I apply for work release <laughs> and they're like, oh, you don't get to do that. You, you're only here this amount of time. You're not here long enough for it. You don't live within the boundaries, you know, every other thing. So again, I'm like, I guess, you know, yeah. the world, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the world doesn't like me. Right. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. And, and I went back that night and I just kind of fell apart. And I mean, I'd fallen apart a hundred times before. Right. But this was one of those moments where it was like, okay, universe. <laughs> yeah. I've given up a hundred times, but I'm done. There's nothing else for me. I and I just knelt down. Yeah. I just prayed. I'm like, look, wh- what? Like, really? Like, for real? Like, there's nothing else. I don't know what else you can do, you know? And, yeah. and I, was, I was a broken person again, you know? And... And it wasn't like I had this like lightning bolt that shocked down and everything, right. you know, everything was good. It was just like, all of a sudden I'm like, well, okay. Like you've done this the past year. You got yourself into this mess. First of all, this is no one else's fault. Right. And you need to stop being such a baby about everything. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and look what you've done. Like, don't give up everything you've done. Yeah. Like, and just keep going, like keep going with what you're doing. Keep working on, yeah. And and that really it kept in my mind, just keep going. And I remember just thinking, okay, I can do this. It doesn't matter. Like bring it on. Like yeah. My, I had a <clears throat> definite attitude change. Yeah. Instead of complaining and trying to blame everybody, and mad at the universe right. and mad at right, which, which you and I both know that that victim stance is yeah. the killer. Yeah. That's what keeps you stuck more than anything. And unfortunately. I had never been, I mean, really taught that yet. Like, right. Yeah. You, you know, didn't know. I didn't know. Right. And it's easy to be want, wah, you know, and complain and very stuck easy. in your yeah. crap. And yeah, we've all done it. <laughs> and so I, but when that ha- when it changed, I'm like, no one else can do this for me other than me. Like yeah. I got myself into this. It, you made the decisions. Yeah. Now, now make the decisions to be better, you know? And, I didn't learn that in, in the treatment I went to. Right. I didn't learn that in the counselor I talked to. Yeah. It just all of a sudden was like, knock it off. Just, you know? Yeah. It was like a, an aha moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whoa. Okay. And what was a weird place to do that. Yeah. But it, it, <laughs> it did, it, it changed. And dude, the weirdest things started happening. I mean, all of a sudden I got approved for the work release. I got, I got out. I, you know, went to, you know, had to go to my mom's and even that time they're like, Oh, well you don't live in this County. You're not going to be able to do this. And again, I kind of got into that, like, I'll see, you know? And I'm yeah. like, no, it'll work out. It'll work out. And it did. It worked out. They had like three different places you got to work and, and I didn't get picked for any of them. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? You know, everyone's gone. So I'm thinking, Oh, I'm, they're going to, Something bad's going to happen now. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm sitting all alone. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, 
Okay, what's going to happen? What bad things coming? Yeah. <laughs> and this guy comes up to me and he goes, hey, come with me. And he, he was a police officer. And he, we walk out and he takes me over to this, this like shop place. And it was the evidence locker for Solid County. And, and he's like, so what you're going to do is you're just going to kind of detail all the, right. the SWAT, SWAT team stuff and kind of just be our kind of our, our janitor basically. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, where's everyone else? He's like, no, you're just, you're alone. Oh, wow. And I'm like, and, and I instantly felt like, I mean, this guy had no reason to trust me. Right. But they're like, no, you're, it's okay. Like, it's, I mean, and I was, they treated me like an employee. Mm. They didn't treat me any different. And, yeah. and I still don't know how that worked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crazy. Right. But they did. I mean, it was like <laughs> my job. That's cool. And then I got to eat lunch with them. Yeah. I mean, they were really, really cool with it, you know. And again, things just kind of were were better, you know. I yeah. was, my my family was starting to trust me, you know. I was still had to you know get the trust of of my wife, you know. But we worked through it. We went through some a little bit of counseling and sure. kind of worked on some things. Yeah. And she was very, again, very like, nope, this is the way it is. And if you don't do these things, and yeah. and I had to, you know restart my entire life yeah and it was it was awesome wow because i did it you did it and yeah. and, it, and it wasn't like there was like a, a a finish line like okay past the finish line everything's cool yeah like it was one of those like still to this day just like, keep it's working just, you just keep going and yeah. keep doing what you're supposed to do and things just kind of yeah happen, happen well for you. And, and i think people listening to your story right now are probably i mean you're very even times you've told me your story, you're very positive about it, even though at times it was a horrific yeah. thing you were going through. I mean, and, and it was rough, but I think it's really impressive how you look at it as a blessing and that it's actually, I'm glad all these things happen because, you know, here you are sitting as Wasatch's executive director, which is pretty amazing yeah. considering what Lucky. you went through, right? Well, it was right. And the, the interesting thing is, is it, it put me on a trajectory of, of thing that I didn't know. Right. So right, yeah. <laughs> I loved treatment. I loved how everything kind of happened. And uh-huh. after all that was kind of in the past, some years later, I was sitting there thinking, you know, I want to go back to school. I maybe I want to be a therapist. Yeah. I, I love it. Like I, I absolutely love it. And so I went up to the school, I went up to the U and they're like, yeah, um, you have a finance degree, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you want to do your, your master's in social work? Like, and yeah, why don't you do fit. your MBA? Like, and, and I'm like, no, really, I want to do it. And they said, look, we've got <laughs> this. Awesome. And at the time it was different than it is now, but they yeah. called it the, the LSAC program, mm-hmm. licensed substance abuse counselor. And they, they said, Hey, we've got these, this kind of two track thing. You can kind of do a master's level classes. And if you decide to do a social work degree down the future, then a lot of them will kind of transfer over. But in the meantime, you'll get your feet wet yeah, and see if you really want to do that. Like, all right, cool. And I did it. And it was the coolest thing ever, you know, I yeah. mean, the classes, I couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. You know, I got to do a practicum. I got to do all these things and, and it was really, really fun. And, the the thing is though is I was thinking okay this is fun it's almost like a hobby because I'm like how am I gonna make money doing this like how am I gonna raise a family doing this because I started learning that you know I mean you're not gonna make much money it's a very limited type of thing on I mean if you keep going definitely yeah but what I was doing at the time 
I mean, I had taken a step back, you know, I'd make, made some decent money and, and we were in a home and doing some yeah. things. And I was thinking, I don't think I can work once this internship's done. What these guys are also making, I don't think I'll be able to do it. I'll have to have three jobs, you know? Yeah. And, right. But I loved <laughs> it and I didn't yeah. know how it was going to work, you know? And, and when I was doing those practicums, I, I met a lot of, a lot of great people that I'm still really good friends with now that were kind of my mentors right. and they had worked in this field and, and a couple of them just kind of took me under their, their arm and just said, Hey, you can do it this way. I mean, they even trained me as like, I mean, brought me in as like a, as a social worker and different things right. and, and exposed me to things that, you know, somebody didn't always get, Yeah, I got really good opportunities. Yeah. And I, from that opportunity, I, one of the people that I, I became really good friends with was the director at another agency and said, Hey, we're, you know, opening this, they already had it open, but they wanted to kind of right. make it a different, different kind of section of a treatment center, yeah. which was with, um, mothers and children. Hmm. And they said, Hey, you know, we need some help doing this. We know you kind of have a little bit of business background and you know, you're doing the counseling thing. Would you like to help? I'm like, heck yeah. You know? Yeah. So I remember I went home and I told, told my wife, Bree, I said, Hey, I think I'm going to do this full time. And, and she's like, all right, cool. And I said, but this is how much I'm going to make. <laughs> and she's like, all right, cool. Yeah. You know? And it, there was never a like, right. Well, how are we going to do this? Like, it, and that's how she's always been. It's always just been we're like, just, we're going to, we'll, cool, make, let's we'll, do it. we'll make it work. And there's yeah. been several times It'll where work. I've gone to her and we're like, we're going to, let's do this. All right, cool. Let's figure it out. You know, it was, and, and I'm telling you, I remember the first time I got my, my check. And I looked at it and I'm like, crap, can we do this? <laughs> because, right? Yeah, I'm right. like the breadwinner, you know? And I'm like, and she worked too. Sure. I mean, but but. <laughs> it, it, I just felt like, okay, whatever, we'll figure it out, you know? Yeah. And I got, I mean, it was awesome. That was, that was like right. more experience and knowledge I could have ever got working there. I got exposed to all different types of treatment modalities the business end, the treatment end, people, yeah. how it worked. It was a nonprofit, so I got to see how that works. Yeah. It was like college, you know. Dang. That's and it awesome. was it was awesome. And yeah. the people that I worked with just were like free reign, like, hey, you know, let's figure this out. Let's do this. And it, it it's a very special place still to me, you know. It's I'll always have a heart for it. And not yeah. just for the experience, but it's it's a special place. It really yeah. is. It's just gotta got a, a unique spirit about it yeah it's that's a, awesome pretty cool place but well, it put me put me on this path of looking at different things and people were like hey you were able to do that and why don't you help us with this and so i people kept asking me hey yeah. help us with an outpatient help us with this help us yeah. with that and i did it i kind of went on this little parade for about right. four years or so kind of <laughs> opening things and doing yeah. things and being exposed to what things. a great experience to do all that it was awesome yeah it was again it was it was a blessing and it was it was fun yeah I mean, which was, all led to really what you're doing now which, yeah because you now understand every area of of treatment it's it, in a way that most people don't it, like, it, I'm, I'm very again i'm very lucky because yeah. like i mean like right before here i was on the phone with the insurance company you know trying to manage that piece yeah but then, you know, later today I could be doing an intake with somebody and, or 
speaking to a family, you know, I mean, I've done everything from interventions to doing groups to, you know, working on contracts with different insurance companies. So yeah, it's fun. I, I get to, and I'm also don't like to be bored, so it helps me be able to. If I'm just stuck doing the same thing, yes, you're one life. who's always doing something. I have to, like, well, and I, I, it's part of my my personality. I well, yeah, it. it goes back to what we were saying earlier. Like, you love to have fun. I mean, just I mean, you, another thing that you do that I really actually am kind of jealous. You you go buy old arcade games and yeah. you find their parts and you make them good and you've got several games in your basement, right? Yeah. Or in your house. I do. Yeah. I do. <laughs> you know, and that's the other thing. My wife's always like, whatever. Just <laughs> What are we doing now? <laughs> but I, but I love that. Cause that's just kind of how you live your life. You just enjoy it to the fullest and you have fun and you make it fun for your family and yeah. you make it fun here at work. You're, you're when things are getting really serious and I don't know if you notice this, but I notice it that, you really try to make things, you know, hey, guys, this, we don't need to take it so serious. Yeah. And that's always been kind of your MO, and I've really always looked up to that. I've never told you that, and this is the honest truth. Like when I see you in, when we're in some heavy meeting, sometimes you're like, hey, we don't need to, you know, we don't have to lose sleep over this. We're yeah. going to be okay. Well, I've really liked how you approach it like that. Well, and that, thank you. And that, again, that's part of how I've kind of progressed yeah. because – yeah. I mean, yeah, we deal with heavy stuff here. Yeah. But there is times, well, like right now, I mean, we're dealing with the whole virus thing and it's, mm-hmm. it's stressful and we don't know yeah. what's happening from day to day, right? Right. But again, I mean, we're still going to have to come to work tomorrow. We're still yeah. going to have to get up. We're still going to have to help our families. We're still going to have to do all these things. And what I've tried to do with, with my life, and I let it bleed into work or wherever else, mm-hmm. is... We, we need to not get so wrapped up in all of the garbage. Right. You know, I mean, things will, there's things we need to deal with. I'm not saying just forget about them and right. just ignore things. But we need to focus on what we can do at the time. And if we can't, and we tell this to our clients all the time, if you can't fix something right now, that's okay. Like, yeah. And, and if it's not just you, I mean, that's why we have a team too. Yeah, you know? we have and a I, team. Yeah, love that. Yeah, and it's, I I feel it's important to lighten lighten the mood no i love that no that's great well if if there's someone listening to this right now Corey, who's struggling or if they have a family member who's struggling how what would be the best way for them to reach out to you and and to get in contact with you well i mean just call wasatch you know i mean i mean i've again dealt with several families what's that number by the way (laughs) it's I always have to. Do you know it? I'm going to put you on the spot. I always give out my (laughs) cell phone to everyone else. But the main number is 801-901-0024. Okay. And then, but you can reach me on my email. That's probably the best way too. Okay. And it's Corey, C-O-R-E-Y at wasatchrecovery.com. Perfect. And yeah, I'm happy to answer questions or whatever I can do to help out. No, perfect. Well, I, I want to thank you for taking some time and sitting down. And I know there's a lot more to your story that we could probably spend is. a whole nother belief cast on. Is. But thank you for uh, being vulnerable and sharing what you've gone through and your struggles. And, yeah. and uh, you know, like I said, I really do enjoy working with you and um, rubbing shoulders with you. It's, it's great because, I, I, I mean, I really love coming here. I mean, you know, you don't micromanage anybody. You you let us be us. Yeah. And I just want to thank you for that as well. Absolutely. And I think that's why I think Wasatch is the best because of that reason. So We've got an awesome team. We really do. I mean, it's nothing that we have to 
try hard. I mean, we're yeah. all different. We're all unique, yeah. but we all get along pretty well. Oh yeah. yeah. And we're all so different, <laughs> but we, yeah. we get along so well. It's cool. We do. It's a good place to be. It's a really good place to be. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, Corey, thank you so much for your time and, and listeners. Thank you for your support. Please, uh, Share this with people you may know who are struggling with addiction or just need an inspirational story. This is this will be perfect for that. And and please reach out to Corey. Um, he is a very approachable guy. You can come see him. Um, he he really will make you feel like everything's going to be okay. And I think uh, when we have clients coming in who are scared to even be here, I think when they sit down and they even talk to you for a minute, they feel like, oh, okay, I can do this. Yeah. And and I think it's because of the experiences you've been through. So it's really yeah, cool I mean, to it's watch. Not a, it's not a shameful thing. It's not. You know? I mean, people, yeah. whether it's substance abuse, mental health, whatever it is, and if you're struggling with something, get help. Yeah, absolutely. There's always hope, and you can change your life, and, and Corey's living proof of that. And when I have, I mean, if you've seen the picture in my office, I have that. I have a, a famous graffiti artist that and it has a thing right in there, and it says there's always hope. Yep. Because there is. Yeah, it's, it's a cool so. picture. Yeah. Well, thanks, Corey. You're awesome, and I'm gr- I'm grateful to know you. I'm glad we're not only co-workers, but we're good friends as well. Thank, Thank you. you. Happy to do it. Thank thanks you. Okay, well, till next time, folks. And uh, thanks again for all your support.